Welcome to our AJP Renal Physiology podcast, which highlights manuscripts published in the journal. I'm Tom Clayman, editor of AJP Renal Physiology. Today, I'm joined by Ken Kinemura, an associate professor in the Department of Nephrology at Kumamoto University Graduate School of Medical Sciences in Kumamoto, Japan. We are discussing two manuscripts that are published in the October 2012 issue of AJP Renal Physiology by Ken, Kimio Tamita, and their colleagues. Manabu Hayata is the first author of a manuscript from Ken's group that examines the effects of protease inhibitors on the progression of chronic kidney disease using a 5-6 nephrectomy model of CKD. Kohei Ichimura is the first author of another manuscript from Ken's group that examines the role of serine proteases in the activation of epithelial sodium channels in rats receiving aldosterone. Ken, welcome to our podcast and tell us about your CKD study. It is well known that hypertension, proteinuria, inflammation, fibrosis, and oxidative stress are the risk factors for the progression of CKD um, because serine proteases are involved in many processes that contribute to these risk factors. We examined the effect of a serine protease inhibitor, chemostat mesylate, on the progression of CKD in the remnant kidney model. And what we found was that treatment with chemostat significantly reduced proteinuria and serum creatinine levels without affecting blood pressure. We showed that nephrine and synaptopodin levels in glomeruli were decreased by renal ablation, and this was significantly ameliorated by chemostat. The chemostat also suppressed macrophage infiltration in the kidney and decreased the inflammatory and fibrotic markers, including TGF-beta-1, TNF-alpha, collagen type 1, 3, and 4, and it reduced glomerulosclerosis, glomerular hypertrophy, and interstitial fibrosis. Furthermore, we demonstrated that chemostat decreased the expression of NADPH oxidase as well as ox- reactive oxygen species in the kidney. Therefore, we believe that chemostat could be a new class of drugs for the treatment of CKD. Can serine protease inhibition significantly reduce the degree of proteinuria in your 5-6 nephrectomy model? There are likely multiple pathways by which serine proteases contribute to the development of proteinuria in this model. Would you speculate on which pathways might be most relevant? Antiproteinuric effect of chemostat have been demonstrated in patients with diabetic nephropathy and chronic glomerulonephritis in Japan. Because chemostat significantly improved the nephrine and synaptopodin levels in glomeruli in our remnant kidney model, we believe that chemostat exerted its antiproteinuric effect through the amelioration of podocyte injury. Because oxidative stress is a major inducer of podocyte damage, and chemostat decreased the oxidative stress in the remnant kidney, we speculated that chemostat could protect podocytes by reducing oxidative stress in the kidney. Well, however, we could not identify the specific serine proteases responsible for this podocyte injury because chemostat has a broad range inhibitory properties against serine proteases. And some serine proteases such as neutrophil elastase and catepsin G have been shown to induce proteinuria by disrupting the glomerular basement membrane, although chemostat does not have direct inhibitory properties on these serine proteases so far. 
tell us about your study examining the role of serine proteases in activating ENAC in the setting of aldosterone administration. The involvement of serine proteases in the activation of ENAC was first demonstrated by Dr. Rossier's lab back in 1997. Since then, many laboratories, including my lab, demonstrated that several serine proteases are capable of activating ENAC in vitro. In 2007, a series of studies by Dr. Clayman's lab clearly showed that ENAC requires dual cleavage of alpha and gamma subunit for the channel activation. What they found was that furin cleaves alpha ENAC at two distinct sites and releases an inhibitory peptide located in the extracellular loop of alpha subunit, presumably during the late maturation of the channel in the gulge. On the other hand, furin cleaves gamma enac only at one site, and other serine proteases, such as CAP1, prostatin, and plasmin, give the second cleavage to gamma enac at the sites distal to the furin site, which releases an approximately 5 kildalton inhibitory peptide in the extracellular loop and subsequently increases the open probability of the channel. However, all of these experiments were performed using in vitro systems. In 1999, Dr. Nepper's lab at NIH demonstrated that the molecular weight shift of gamma enac from 85 to 70 kildalton by the immunoblotting with the antibody raised against the C-terminal of gamma enac in the aldosterone-infused rat kidneys. This was the first paper suggesting the proteolytic processing of gamma enac in vivo. So, in our current studies, we examined the effect of serine protease inhibitor camostat mesylate on the proteolytic processing of gamma enac in the aldosterone-stimulated rat kidneys. And what we found was that treatment with camostat decreased the 70 kildalton form of gamma enac and resulted in the appearance of a new 75 kildalton form. Because camostat inhibits the protease activity of CAP1, prostatin, plasmin, but not that of furin in vitro. We speculated that camostat inhibited only the second cleavage, which resulted in a 5 kildalton increase in the molecular weight of gamma enac in the immunobrotings, and then subsequently suppressed the enac activity. To our knowledge, this is the first paper demonstrating the possible contribution of dual cleavage of gamma enac in the aldosterone-induced activation of enac in vivo. Ken, thank you for participating in our podcast, and we look forward to seeing future studies from your group in the journal.